0: Episode 93, How to Achieve More Through Accountability with Jeanette Schneider. My name is Dan Mason. In 2012, I was overweight, getting divorced, battling depression, and feeling trapped in a career where I was successful but bored and unfulfilled. And it's actually the greatest gift I've ever been given. I used my pain as a springboard to discover my life's purpose. Now, I want to share the same tools and strategies which helped transform my life with you so you can live life amplified the basketball player joe dumars once said that on good teams coaches hold players accountable on great teams players hold players accountable hello and welcome back everybody to life amplified shout out to you for investing 35 minutes in your personal growth this week and thank you so much for making this podcast a part of that time One of the messages that I'm always preaching on this show is the importance of stacking the deck in your favor, creating a firewall of support around you in every direction. Now, I truly believe that one of the fastest, most efficient ways to get clarity of your purpose, understand the subconscious blocks that are holding you back, and create your action plan forward is to work with a one-on-one coach. When I'm working with my one-on-one clients, I can help anybody recreate their inner environment, but our guest today is going to reinforce the idea of having an external environment that supports the person that you want to become. Last time, my friend Jeanette Schneider was on the podcast. She was here to promote her book, Lore, Harnessing Your Past to Create Your Future. But at that time, Jeanette was still in the 23rd year of her corporate financial career and still uncertain about how she wanted to show up, and how she wanted to live her purpose in the world. As she explains today, having the right support and accountability partners in business and in life have helped her completely reinvent her career. Today, she is the CEO of her own media and software company called Live Media Inc., as well as being a speaker and host of the podcast Gold with Jeanette Schneider. Jeanette's work has been featured at Thrive Global, Mind, Body Green. Elite Daily, Bustle, and many other media outlets. Some of the topics she and I will discuss today are how to truly plan your exit from your current job so you can get busy living your purpose and creating a new chapter. She'll talk about the importance of knowing your financials and truly preparing for the next phase of your life. We'll discuss the power of purpose and how, when you harness yours, the universe works to help you move forward, how accountability can be a powerful tool to keep you moving in the right direction, and why you need to surround yourself with strong people in business and in life that see your blind spots, cheer you on, and keep you moving in the right direction. Plus, we're going to discuss her new app, the Live Pocket Coach, which is a great resource to start asking those bigger questions about who you want to be, plus an app that will give you some built-in accountability so that you can massively up-level your life in 2020. One of the things I love most about Jeanette is just this beautiful balance between her masculine and feminine energy. You know, this is a woman who is very driven. She is so goal-oriented. She is making amazing things happen in her business and in her life. But it's really led by that feminine energy desire for connection and for love and for nurturing. So it's always a pleasure to talk to her. I think you're going to enjoy the conversation. And if you do, please screenshot this podcast. You can upload it to Instagram. Tag me at CSC, Dan Mason, and you can follow Jeanette at Ms. Jeanette Schneider. If you're stuck in a job where you love your paycheck, but you know you're not living your purpose, Jeanette's going to inspire you. She has found the exit plan. She'll share it with us this week as we talk about the power of accountability on Life Amplified. Jeanette Schneider, welcome back to Life Amplified.
1: Thank you. Thank you. I love having conversations with you. This is amazing.
0: First of all, I always love when podcast guests go on to become friends and people that I actually get to work with on projects. So we're going to talk about all the exciting things that you've got going on and uh, that I've been so privileged that you invited me to be part of. But I think it's interesting for context because people could go back and listen to the first podcast that we did. I think it was around the fall of 2018. Mm -hmm. And at that point, you were promoting your book, uh, which was amazing. And we had a great conversation about that. But behind the scenes, you were still laying the groundwork for the next phase of your life. You had not fully completed that big leap into chasing your dreams. So can you talk a little bit about just what the last year and a half has been like? Where were you at when you had the book? And really just trying to figure out what the hell you were going to do next (laughs) through the journey of leaving corporate and now where where you're at now.
1: I know. I've lived, like, multiple lives in the the – the course of like 24 months. It's been really insane. And, you know, to think back to when I was promoting the book, and you and I were talking like that was like, I was so proud of what I'd accomplished. And I was so proud of putting this book into the world. And I at the time had not yet left my job in corporate America, I was a senior vice president, a wealth management advisor, and I had this beautiful book, I knew that I was going to leave. But I didn't know what that looked like. I didn't know where that was going to lead me. I just knew I loved having a platform. I loved talking about things that were important to me and helping other people. What I was doing was no longer really feeding my soul. And my company was, because I had my investment licensing, I was regulated. And so they were like, hey, you can do some media, but not a lot of media. You're not allowed to have a manager. You're not allowed to have a podcast. We have to like review every PR opportunity uh-huh. that you have. And I was like, okay, so I have to sit in this little kind of box, right, in order to talk about the things that really light me up. But I have this amazing career. Um, but it just, it didn't match anymore. And I think it's kind of funny because sometimes when you're on the precipice of something new, or you are starting to kind of look over the wall and be like, there's something else out there. Like you can feel like a separation within yourself. You can almost feel like your soul's splitting. You're kind of like, okay, this doesn't feel natural to me anymore. I'm not lit up in the same way. I kind of want to go over here. And even if over here means uncertainty and no benefits and no money, like you're kind of like, I'll figure it out. So that's kind of where I was. And then I decided to leave corporate America shortly after we talked. I knew I was leaving, but I finally made the the choice. Like, this is what I'm going to do. I need to go spend some time away and figure out what my platform is going to be. I knew I was going to create a platform. I didn't know what it was going to look like. I knew I had a media company in me. What I didn't realize is I had both a media and a software company in me.
0: Wow. Yeah, I know.
1: That's crazy, isn't it? Just to say that out loud. I made the leap and I did a lot of research to figure out what was next and, and call in partners. And it was a big, it was a big
0: shift. Tell me about that journey of being there in the job and sort of having to wear a mask to go in and be the responsible <laughs> financial person every day. Was there a pressure for you to sort of play down or maybe dim your light in order to tow the company line or to be what they needed you to be?
1: So – and we've met in person, so you—it's know, very hard for me to like to, to dim my light. Sure. <laughs> it's very difficult. So I did talk very openly about the fact that I'd written a book and that I had been writing for years, and I did not get into a lot of detail, right, about what I wanted to do. And it was more like, oh, this was just something that, like, it was my activism. It was something I needed to get done. So I played it down a lot. But it was very hard for me not to talk about, you know, the book and and what I was learning, and especially with my colleagues. um, With clients, they all looked at me like I was nuts. So I did, I was very conscientious because the idea of someone who's managing money, writing a self-development book kind of makes their eyes cross a little bit. They're like, I'm sorry, what? So there definitely was kind of like a divorcing of that part of my personality, depending on who was in front of me. And, and making sure that I kind of justified it. It was kind of like when I went on maternity leave. Like, I'm like, I'm pregnant. And I'm excited about this part of my life, but not 100% excited because I'm still going to be here <laughs> for you. You know what I mean? Like, you have to be like, this whole part of my life is like so amazing, but it's it's not as amazing as you are, right? Yeah, like, right. you have to do this. It's like a game.
0: And I love the fact you share that. And the other thing that I just wanted to touch on that I'm hearing you share is Taking the leap before you have clarity, acting mm. with courage before you're really clear on the destination. I meet so many people and hear from so many listeners of this podcast who are like, Dan, I'm close. You know, it, it, as long as I have the entire map planned out and I right. know exactly where I'm going and I know how the benefits are going to be paid and how much money is going to come in, then I'll go chase after my dreams. Mm-hmm. What was the resistance for you? How long did you grapple with that? And really, what was the moment where you said, the hell with it, I'll build the parachute on the way down?
1: I knew for about two years that I was going to to move from corporate. But I also made a really good living. Um, so it was kind of hard because I had created a lifestyle. And I think I had to wrap my head around that, too. Like, do you walk away from – and it was an identity. I had created sure. an identity. I was so proud of my title and all of that stuff. But what helped me, and this is one of the things I tell other people, get clear on your money. And I think for me, I, I struggle with coaches who are like, leave now and you'll figure it out. But they don't really know the financial situation of the person.
0: Sure.
1: Um, so for me, like, I made sure I knew... Like what my safety net was, what my buffer was, how much time I would have before I would have to go get another job. I really had that planned out. And I knew my numbers so well. And and my background was finance. So that made sense. But I didn't know what day it was going to be. And, you know, in my career, there's a lot of infighting and, you know, arguing over clients and and money and who's going to pay who what and who gets a split of what and all of that stuff. Everyone feels like they want to throw their hat in the ring and get credit for deals. And, I'd, I'd gone through it for, I mean, my entire career and there, had, there was finally one last fight. And I, every time I had gone into my boss's office and like she's like, so-and-so feels that they should get this part of this or so-and-so is upset about that and they're calling me because they want you to stand down. I, I would walk out and I would be like, I have enough money to start my own yoga studio. I have enough money to start my own this and so like all these little things would bubble into my head and it was a final day where we were sitting across the table and I was in an argument with someone about the way we were going to have a client like how we were going to work on a client deal and I finally I was like this is it's today Mm. today's the day I just knew I just knew within my my being and after everyone left the room I asked to talk to my boss and I was like it's time for me to go and she looked at me, and she's like, no, what do you, like, don't let this. And I was like, no, this is all I do. I fight all the time. I'm tired of fighting all the time. And I I have this other stuff that lights me up. It makes me so happy. Like, I'll figure it out. And I asked her, I'm like, can I stay on until September? I told her, I think it's July. And she said, uh, you're going to stay on through the end of the year. So we make sure that we bonus you out for everything that you did this year. Um, I will continue to, she ended up paying me, um, for another eight months, even though I didn't show up in the office for six of those. Um, yeah. And she even said, she's like, Hey, just wrap up your stuff. Like make sure your clients are introduced to their new teams. Make sure that you're flying around and sitting in those initial meetings. And then if you don't want to come in, you don't have to come in. And she just wanted me to be okay. And that is, unusual. It it's such
0: happen. proof also that I think like people look at it. Oh, well, you had a generous boss. I, I, yes, you did. But then when you make the committed decision, the universe has a way of opening up and providing for you yeah. so that you're okay. I've seen that happen with so many clients as well. Once they make the committed decision, you know, an income source or a revenue stream pops up that they didn't see before. Mm-hmm. And there's always a way to, to fund that gap between taking the leap and creating the new thing.
1: And I am very grateful. I'm very grateful because it provided me a little bit more space. Space to create, space to question, space to poke at what this was going to be. When you make those sure <sighs> footed steps, and sometimes they're not sure footed right? Sometimes they're just like, I'll figure this out. Like you said, like build the parachute on the way down. But once you move into purpose, I think that the universe is very benevolent.
0: I love that. I love that so much. Let's also talk for a moment, just uh, because I want to get into the topic today about accountability. One more Mm loose end to tie up. For the person who doesn't necessarily have the financial means, they don't have the nest egg, Does that mean that they can't start on a dream or does it just look differently for that person?
1: Absolutely not. And keep in mind, my writing and – I mean I wrote for magazines in Las Vegas and a couple of different um, cities for years. And that had been approved because I would write about stuff that had nothing to do with what I, I did for a living. I did that for 10 years. You can absolutely have a side hustle. That you lean into and you start to, I would never be prepared to write a book and leave my firm had I not spent 10 years writing publicly. Had I not been a subject matter expert on gender lens investing for my firm, which gave me the opportunity to both be like an executive with a platform, but also dig a little bit into public speaking around um, issues that were important to me. So I was able to find ways to build up my experience as a side hustle and in some ways marrying my interest with my, my firm. So that by the time I was ready to make the leap I had a really I had really strong legs. I wasn't jumping into something that I hadn't already played within. And so that's what I would say with someone who doesn't have, you know, the the income or the the nest egg, create your side hustle. And if you want it, people are like, Oh my God, that's so much work. Okay, well you don't want it bad enough then. Yeah. Yes, time is limited, but I bend time. I am able, I was at the time that I was writing my book, I was divorced, co parenting, traveling the country for a job, and writing a book. When I had my daughter, I, it was seven days on, seven days off. I was a mom when I did not have my daughter or I was on a plane. I was riding like a fiend. Mm-hmm. Um, if you want something bad enough, you will make it happen.
0: So somebody's listening going, well, you know, Jeanette had the retirement benefits and her company took care of her on the way out. You know, well, she's she's just the lucky one, you know. Mm-hmm. So, but, but having the financial nest egg is no guarantee that moving into the next phase of your life, you'll be a success.
1: Absolutely not. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely not. I have panic attacks. Like, seven days a week, I'm – so out of, out of seven days a week, six, day, six days a week, I'm like, this is amazing. I'm living my dream. And one day a week, I'm, like, waking up like, all right, Jeanette, get your head around your mindset. You're not a total failure. Yeah, no, there's no there's no guarantees.
0: And I bring that up just because I think people make this conversation all about money when it comes to moving into a next level in your life. Uh, they think, well, you know, the money's what makes it happen. No, I mean, look, money helps – But you've also got to have your mindset in place. You need the team, the support around you. And that's why I wanted to talk today about accountability. How much did that factor in? What was the support that you enlisted in your life that helped you make this leap? As you said, not just into a media company, but now also a software company.
1: Absolutely. For me, the people who surround me have always been my greatest resource, they are my my backbone. And it wasn't always that way. My divorce was very hard, hard time. And when I went through my divorce, I was still working for my firm. And I realized shortly after, or in the process of divorcing my ex, that I was surrounded by toxic friends and toxic people, and that they didn't want to see me win, and that I would have Mm. to mute my excitement and my successes. And I realized, like, it's time for me to clean house. And I I did, and I've done that a couple of times where I looked around and I was like, these people aren't for me. And I ended some friendships and I moved into another friend group where we all just wanted to see each other win and we wanted to support each other. And we all kind of skyrocketed into our own kind of careers and trajectories where now these two friends of mine are living their dreams in other cities. And we still check in with each other, but wow. we've all done the things that we were talking about when we were, you know, sitting around the table having coffee or, or wine. And my friendships are not friendships and my partnerships are not partnerships where we sit around and we gossip. We sit around and we talk about How we want to change the world, how we want to grow ourselves, what kind of relationships we want to be in. Like we don't, we we don't have InStyle magazine or lip gloss. I mean, yeah, I'll read them if I'm I need some brain candy because I've been working crazy hours. But it's a very different mindset than I had previously, where my girlfriends were just where I went to complain and um, whine and gossip and all of that stuff. And now, especially, I knew how important it was going to be for me to surround myself with with really valuable, high vibe people who could provide me the support I needed, but that I could, I could provide some kind of help back. So I have a very tight little crew now of friends and, and I have to even say partners and specialists and advisors that I've brought in to help me specifically with my company have turned into people who will become lifelong friends. Yeah, because there is a trust that is built when you value someone and you work on your relationship, and they want to see you win. And I recognize how lucky I am. Even with my developer, it took me four months to convince him that he wanted to build uh, the app with me, the Live Pocket Coach. And he wasn't sure because he's like, "There's enough apps out there in the world." But I had talked to other developers, and I loved talking to him. And I knew that he would be a great partnership. And I knew that we spoke the same language. And here it is. We we contracted in June. It's now February as we record this. We have an app out. It's already won awards. And he's doing stuff he doesn't need to do. Like tonight, we're getting on a phone call because he's going to help me build a click funnel. He's going to help me do this. This is because we have built such a beautiful friendship that I call him my work soulmate. It's so important and valuable to call in the people that you know that you want to do business with or life with on a long-term basis.
0: Where does somebody go to find that? I think about where I was in my old career, same way, you know, working (laughs) in the radio industry sitting around at lunch, gossiping about who wore what at the Oscars and making, you know, snarky, awful, judgmental <laughs> comments mm-hmm. about other people. But because that met a need for connection at that point in time, I certainly couldn't have sat down with a lot of those people and had deep conversations about overcoming your deepest, darkest traumas and living your purpose. Where does somebody even go if they're if they notice that they are surrounded by low vibe friends who mm-hmm. are into the gossip, who are into happy hour. <laughs> yeah. Where do they go?
1: I think once you set the intention that you want to bring in those yeah. really beautiful people into your life and you start on a kind of your self-development journey. The old friends, like it's that same kind of separation, right? All of a sudden you're like, they don't feel as good. And then these new people start to come into your life. Like for me, I have a lot of faith. I I pray a lot and I, I talk to the universe on a regular basis. And as I got to know people, I would kind of feel them out. And I literally mean, like, how do they feel when I'm talking to them? how does this relationship, how is it building? Could I see a long-term relationship with them? Let me spend some time getting to know them and knowing whether or not this is someone that I want in my circle. Right. And for me, it's, it's finding those people who are on the journey with you. And that's, that's absolutely why like we created Sean. So my developer and I, we kept talking about accountability because he's like, everyone in my life is like, I just want someone to hold me accountable. And I'm very, high achieving and I hold myself at a very high regard but I also need those people to be like hey Jeanette don't forget this hey Jeanette didn't you say you were going to do this why are you falling asleep at the wheel on this thing And so we kept having this conversation over and over and over again. So we actually decided to build it within the app. They're called Circles. It's basically accountability groups so that you can find community when you're working on up-leveling your life. You can join a space where people are trying to achieve the same types of goals that you are that are like-minded, but you can find that at conferences. You can find those in online groups. You can find them within your community when you're looking for it,
0: Jeanette, you mentioned the app, the Live Pocket mm-hmm. Coach, which is part of your software company that you're developing yeah. now, in addition to media. Talk a little bit more about the genesis of where that came from and just talk about all the amazing features that you have for people when they sign up for the app.
1: The genesis, it's so funny. As I was leaving corporate and I was kind of staring into the sky, like, what is this thing that I'm building? I checked into so many different platforms. I was like, is this. Kajabi, is it teachable? Is it going on Facebook? Is it a coaching practice? Is it a live event? Is it a retreat? And I don't, I don't, honestly, I don't think of myself as a, as a coach. So I was like, none of none of those things felt aligned with what I wanted to create. Like I've always felt like the cruise director, like the curator. And so I'm like, okay, well, how do I how do I curate an experience where people will have access to up-level their lives? And one day after playing with a bunch of different platforms, I realized it needs to be an app. Mm-hmm. And so I kind of put that out there in the, in the universe. And like literally within two days, I had gotten an email from one of Sean's colleagues kind of pitching me on a social media product that they had. And it was the best written pitch I'd read, and I get a lot of pitches. And I was like, I'm just curious. So I clicked on the profile in LinkedIn, and it's like, we also develop apps. And I was like, oh, well that's crazy. So I reached out to them, we got on the phone, we had several conversations, and as we were talking about mental health and accountability and quieting the noise and how to use technology as a platform for good and a content distribution platform that would be readily accessible and available, but also not feel like a bunch of noise coming at you. Um, A place where you feel safe and not judged, it kind of grew and became. And it's so funny because now as I look at it, I mean, you can go in and you can set goals. And as you set your goals, we actually will curate content and send it to you so that you have audio files from coaches, Dan included. You have a fantastic five-day challenge.
0: I joke that I am the token penis in the group. like. Like all the all the commercials I've seen for Live are all these like women with really soothing voices and like I'm going to teach you about self love and I'm your meditation and self care coach and it's like hey I'm Dan Token Penis let's talk about your career.
1: <laughs> we've got another one now we've got two. Um well, and I was like, someone was like, are you just, is this just for women? And I'm like, absolutely not. And I love my, my partner is so funny. One of his friends was like, Hey, yeah. So like, this is like a chick thing. Right. And he like turned and he's like, absolutely not. I listened to it. He actually listened to your challenge and was like, I realize that my work environment is toxic. Yeah. I was like, amazing. You know?
0: I'll throw it out there too, I, you know, because I go to plenty of these personal development conferences and things like that, where it usually is 85 to 90% women in the audience. More than ever, this is such a time for men to be doing their own work, <laughs> yes. to, to really be finding their purpose to affect how we step up as partners, as parents, as leaders in the world. And you're seeing the effects just in the news of decades of toxic masculinity any the effect on our society. And I think for men, it, it's hard. It's hard to reach out and ask for help. And it's hard to find a good first step on where to go. And that's why I think something like this, where you can do it in the privacy of your own home, it's not the end goal. But it's such a powerful first step to Mm -hmm. even get you exploring those deeper questions about who am I and and what do I want to do with my life.
1: And that's why – so I was telling someone the other day, I'm like, I feel like the cruise director, where I'm literally like, come in and meet my friends. Because I think this is something I wish I would have had when I was going through such a terrible time after Mm -hmm. my divorce. I mean, that was literally like two to three years of me pulling myself out of the depths of hell. I was going to every conference. I was reading every book. I was like, if you had, this is really funny. I would go on Pinterest and I created a board that was literally just self-help quotes so that when I was having a really dark day, I would just go in there and read it. Mm -hmm. And I didn't realize that as I was pinning that people could see what I was pinning. And I had (laughs) someone reach out and they're like, hey, are you going through something? Like, what's going on? I was like, oh my God. Well,
0: because Um, you're such a high performer and, you know, I consider myself to be one. That is such a difficult thing when you're a high performer and so much of your value and self-worth is based on what you're accomplishing and being like head of the class to have those moments of vulnerability to yeah. say, you know what? Things aren't going the way I want and I feel lonely or I feel unfulfilled. It's a difficult thing for high performers to do, but it's such a powerful thing for high performers to do.
1: Well, I think you have to be in charge of your mindset every single morning. You know, I was joking the other day. I I woke up and I I don't wake up like, hey guys, I'm changing the world. I wake up with fears and doubts and all kinds of stuff. And I literally spend a few minutes in bed every morning having a conversation about with myself about all of the positive things that are going on. Mm. And maybe it wouldn't be the same. Like when I'd wake up in my former career, I'd wake up and I'd be like, oh I don't want to go in the office today. Oh, I've got to deal with this lone dog. Oh, I've got to deal completely different thing there was some security there right like i knew i was going to get a paycheck even though i had to deal with drama where now i wake up and all of the fears about that big leak that i made or you know is this going to pop are people going am i going to get the subscriptions that we need are people really going to respond to it all of those things pop into my head. So I've actually created a note in my phone. It's a pep talk to myself that I can read on the days that I don't. Mm. So it's, it's, it's moved on from a Pinterest board now to the pep talk. But one of the things that I think is really beautiful is that I, I just want to shorten the distance for the next person, right? Yeah. I want to invite them into this space where they can be um, introduced to coaches that they've, they may not have access to. Right. And once you start following one or two of them, you're going to kind of be pulled into this little vortex of positivity. Right. You're going to become kind of enmeshed in this circle of people who are trying to make their lives better, as well as if you're opting into the circles, because then you're actually going to build a little community of people who are working on the same goals with you. So you have this really beautiful space for you to start. It's like the gateway. Sure. <laughs> Maybe it's- Maybe it's the gateway to, to coaching and the gateway to a better life.
0: It's funny because I'm up on some of the dating apps as a single guy. And mm-hmm. I, I don't even know which one it is. Maybe it's Bumble that has like, you know, the, the, the generic sort of like feeder questions to help you get to know people. Yep. There's a question about, you know, who is the person or thing that that holds you most accountable in your life? Mm-hmm. And I notice this trend with so many women I've seen on the apps where the answer is myself. I keep mm-hmm. myself accountable. <laughs> Mm -hmm. And for me, I always look at that and maybe, maybe this is wrong. I'd love to get your take on this, you know, from your side. I always view that as a red flag. I'm like, Oh, there's somebody in avoidance. That is somebody that likes to just kind of go into their hole and do things on their own. Can people really, truly hold themselves accountable and reach the levels of success that they want and that they desire? Or is this something that we truly need to do in community?
1: We have to do it in community. As an aside, that could be marketing. It could be them saying, I'm like an amazing independent woman. Do you know what I mean? Sure. So you as a coach may see it one way. They may see it as another. If you look at any high achieving CEO, most of the time they talk about their circle or their spouse, how their spouse had so much to do with their success how the people that are around them have so much to do with your success because you can have amazing accountability tools but you're working in a vacuum you are alone it's the same as like when we were building the app like we thought it was absolutely gorgeous but then we would sit in front of a room of you know 20 people and say pick it apart for us And they every single time would come up with like, hey, I would change this, I would change that when you're working in a vacuum alone. And and God bless the people who have their own accountability practices. um, I think that's amazing. I do too. We go off track, we get into our old stories, we get into our heads. So sometimes you need those people around you who are going to look at you and be like, not today, sis. Uh. And I think that you have to have that like I was, this is kind of funny, but Back in the day, my friendships were all about gossip, right? And then I was like, I'm not doing this anymore because it makes me feel bad. Like, I've never felt so insecure about my body. If you're in my life and you make my shoulders slump in or make me question the way I look, I don't want you in my life anymore, right? Sure. And so I, I moved everyone out. And then I brought in a new circle of friends. And it was all like, all right, what are we working on? What are we doing? Blah, 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 blah. And we all just achieved. We did a great job. There was no gossiping. And then as everyone kind of went in their separate directions, because everyone moved to new cities to to go after those big dreams, um, I brought in this new group of of people. And like one of them is an attorney, and she's a dear friend of mine. And she'll sit across the table from me. And she's like, okay, right now I'm your friend, or at this moment, I'm I'm talking to you like an attorney. Um, And there's been a couple times where she's like, I've seen you do this before where you're right at the precipice of like getting ready to have something big happen and you wonder if it was worth it. And I'm just going to tell you that this is a pattern that you have that you don't realize that you do. I've seen you do it three times now, knock it off, push through, Mm. you're about, you're about to pop. And I'm like, Oh my God, you know what I mean? Like what a beautiful friendship. And then I was at the gym yesterday. I was telling my, my boyfriend about this. I was at the gym yesterday. I'd just taken an amazing yoga class. I was so sweaty, so like wrung out in this like really great Zen place, go take a shower, come back to the locker, start to change. And these two women walk in and they plop down right behind me on a bench and they start talking about this girl and it was terrible the way they were talking about her. They called her all kinds of names. One of them said, like, I'm afraid, like, if I go near her, I'm going to get, like, herpes or crabs. And they started laughing and they, wow. for, like, 10 <laughs> or 15 minutes. And I was, like, I literally, I looked at them, and they were happy. And that's the thing that I was, like, I'm so thrown by this because they were leaning in towards each other. They were finding connection. They were finding this, this what we we want. We want a friend to hear us and see us and agree with us. But in such a terrible and toxic way that I literally grabbed all of my bags and moved to another area to get dressed because I'm like, I don't even want to hear that. Like, I'm afraid it's going to seep into my pores,
0: you know, and also connection. But also what I'm hearing, Jeanette, is like that we do this. I see people do this all the time that need for significance. You can be significant in what you're contributing and how you offer your gifts and live your purpose in the world. Or you can be significant by tearing down other people. Right. It's much easier to be significant by tearing down other people, unfortunately. But is that really the life that you want to live?
1: Well, and I never want to sit across from anyone ever again who feels the need to break someone down to make me feel. Like I'm at that point in my life where I'm like, that was a long time ago. That was another woman. And I'm really – sometimes we have those moments of reflection, right, when we see something – from our new space. And we're like, Oh, my God, I've grown so much, (laughs) you know, like, I don't feel the need to do those things. I don't feel the need to, to hurt or bully another. And Mm -hmm. I mean, I never was a bully, but I certainly sat around and talked some some trash. I think when you get to the headspace, or when you start to bring in people who will not put up with that from you, right? Like that's, I think that's, that's one of the things is my friend group now, that holds me accountable will not put up with that from me or anyone else. The subject is immediately changed. And even if we have someone that comes in, like we did a photo shoot recently for the app and there was a couple people there that were kind of on the outskirts, kind of new. You could tell the difference, but you could see that the women who've done so much work on themselves were wanting to bring them in and lift them up, right? Mm -hmm. It was almost like, Come here, we've got you, but you have to operate at this level.
0: Sure. I think of the quote from Dan Sullivan who says, you know, surround yourself with people who remind you of your future instead of your past. A hundred percent. Love that. So, for people who really want to A, do some deeper personal work and to build that accountability in their life and to connect with the right people, tell us where we can go to get the Live Pocket Coach app and how it's going to help them do it.
1: If they want to go to Apple, it's, we're, we're putting on Android Droid, I promise. It's just not there yet. We wanted to work out the kinks on Apple. It's Live Pocket Coach. Uh, download on Apple. Uh, go in, set some goals. Uh, you can actually create your own circle by inviting in uh, people that you feel would keep you accountable. And then we are going to be, uh, our, our first curated circle is called Next Level Love. You'll have the ability to opt into it shortly. It starts on the 24th. So we'll be sending kind of a push notification to the phones. And that is for people who really want to Uplevel their love life. I'll spend 90 days interviewing coaches, therapists, and relationship experts, talking about value and worth, and all of uh, all of the things we deal with as humans: forgiveness, heartbreak, um, calling in a new partner, or upleveling the love that you have and deepening the connection with the person you're mm-hmm. you're currently with. Um, we've got another one coming um, in the springtime on mindset. We have one that we're planning around money, and these are people who are working on the same things, who want to uplevel those aspects of their life. And uh, we are creating Facebook groups so that as the circles end after 90 days, those friendships can remain within the Facebook groups.
0: Amazing. And I uh, am so honored to be part of the project and to support you guys. So I encourage everybody to go check it out. The Live Pocket Coach, LIV, by the way. They can look it up in the Apple Store. Do the download. It's coming for Android soon. Jeanette, anything you want to leave the audience with today? Like that amplified piece of advice that's going to help propel them forward in 2020?
1: The only piece of advice I would give you is just make a decision. Make a decision that you want to live a better life and then watch it unfold. You have to take action. I'm not one to believe that you sit back and you wait for the universe to conspire in your favor. You co-create. But you have to first make that decision and commit to yourself and then those those steps come, they, they just kind of show up in front of you and, and these are your first steps.
0: Beautiful words, my friend. I appreciate you, so excited for the app and uh, thanks so much for coming on today.
1: I appreciate you, thanks for being part of the project. We're honored to have you, so thanks for, thanks for being part of this.
0: Three things that really stood out to me in that interview. We talk a lot about how our identities are wrapped up in our jobs. Normally, when you and I go out and we introduce ourselves to somebody, what do we lead with? The job title. But Jeanette made such an interesting point that a lot of times our lifestyle becomes part of our identity. If you're collecting that cushy corporate paycheck and you got the nice house and you can drive a nice car, wear the designer clothes, that can be such a barrier for people to let go of. You know, that illusion of having made it and really allowing that to be a barrier for moving forward into the thing that, you know, you should be doing. I love what she shared with her boss the day she resigned, that she was tired of fighting all the time about commissions and deals in the financial world. And I think sometimes we also just get tired of fighting with ourselves being in that ego versus soul battle where the ego says, hey, you've already made it. You've got all this success. How could you let go of this? But really at a spiritual level, knowing that you're here to expand, that you want to do all the things, sometimes that fight can be even more exhausting than what we experience You know, going through the corporate BS in the workplace. And my favorite quote that I wrote down in this interview that I hope you take away today, she said, time is limited, but I spend time. Oh, that one gave me goosebumps when she said it. And I just love it so much because if you want something bad enough, you will make it happen. I've said before on this podcast, one of the best ways to realize how you value yourself is how you value your time. And are you really taking this dream that you say you have and making that a daily devotion, even 30 minutes a day to move forward on it? Or are you treating your dream like your side piece <laughs> You know, where you sneak away and see it for an hour on the weekends and then you know, kind of ask it to go back in the closet until you can make time for it again? So I think that those are really three powerful takeaways, but I'd love to know what you loved this week. Screenshot this podcast. You can upload it to Instagram. Be sure to tag Jeanette and I. You can find me at CSC, Dan Mason, and you can follow Jeanette at Ms. Jeanette Schneider. Don't forget, you can also join our private Facebook community to continue the conversation there. We have a link for the Life Amplified Power Tribe in the show notes. And if you're so inspired to do so, and you're looking for a little bit of coaching and accountability, Check out the Live Pocket Coach app available right now in the Apple Store and coming very soon for Android. If Jeanette's story has inspired you and you are that high performer stuck in a job that pays well but isn't aligned with your purpose... And you want to get clear on not just what you do, but who you are and what you're here to contribute. I've got some spots open for one-on-one VIP coaching in the month of March. You can get the information on that and submit an application by going to my website, Creative creativesoulcoaching.net. Thank you so much for spending 35, 40 minutes with me this week. It means the world. If you have an extra 90 seconds to give, I would love if you could leave those five-star ratings and reviews for us up on Apple. It definitely helps us with the algorithm or just give us a follow here on the iHeartRadio app or whichever platform that you're listening to. In the meantime, you got to turn down the volume on your negativity and turn up the volume on your purpose so you can live life amplified. I'll talk to you next week.